Welcome to the Inner Sauce. It's a podcast about stuff. Yeah. Talk about the voice of an angel. Holy smokes. I don't know who it is that sings that intro, but my God. Who, one of you big major record labels, you guys need to hunt this guy down because, man, does he have a future. Whew. It's just goosebumps, you know? <laughs> What's going on, guys? How are you beautiful people doing today? How you doing? Welcome back. Welcome back to the Inner Sauce, episode 8. Almost in the double digits. How cool is that, huh? Huh? How cool is that? Just want to give a, a little shout out to, to the Saucy fam, as they are known, my, my loyal supporters. This is going to be the last episode on my current equipment. Got a microphone on the way. Got some new headphones on the way. My, uh, my, my fam talked me into making a wish list on Amazon. And then they just, you know, they just did what they always do. And humble the you-know-what out of me. Every time I look at it, there's more things off the list. And it's just like, I don't know how to say thank you in a more emphatic way. But, man, do I appreciate it. So, that's exciting. That's exciting. You know, we started with the absolute cheapest of everything that you can use to make content. And look at us go. Just turned 26,000 subs yesterday. I think I was announcing 25,000 on the last episode. It's not a bad little trend, huh? Got some real momentum right now, and it's very exciting. Been reading some messages today, and it's just very exciting. It's so cool. I had a woman message me from Sweden telling me about how hard I've made her laugh. And then I've made her cry equally as hard. Yeah, that's really neat. You know, these are people that, some of them are my age, some of them are twice my age. Some of them are younger than me. And they're all over the world. That's just, it's very unique. It's very interesting. It's still a, it's still a very interesting feeling to me. But it's super cool. I am super thankful for the support and um, the kind words. And, you know, when people take time out of their day to send messages like that, it's much appreciated. So, I would be doing myself an injustice, myself and my saucy fam, an injustice if I didn't at least tell all of you beautiful people, if you're not already, go to YouTube. Search up Saucy Dad, subscribe, turn on your notifications, 
and then click on a video. Go to the description, the little arrow underneath the video. It's a drop down, and there's a description there. You're going to find a link tree. Click on that, and then just go ham. That's where you will find all of my stuff, everything you need. Like the Twitch channel where we go live and watch some music to get, uh, watch some, some copyright stripped music together. All kinds of stuff. So my Instagram, the Twitter, that's where all that fun stuff is. So go check it out. Come join the family. Patreon page, of course, patreon.com slash saucy dad. Um, we just started doing a TV night together super fun it's on this app called discord which you are allowed to join as a patron it's an exclusive private chat for the, for the patrons and it, it's very cool so we're watching this show called lucifer every wednesday night we all get together and uh just watch tv together it's really neat throw in the headphones and we actually literally talk to each other not chatting with the keyboard but talking with 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 our mouths and our voices it's pretty cool i gotta tell you it's pretty cool i have pretty limited human interaction besides my my immediate family <laughs> so it's very neat and then hearing all the different accents of people from all over the world that are you know sitting there watching the show with me and it's just very very unique very cool very humbling the whole, the whole thing. So, thank you to everybody that does support. And, uh, you know, to anybody that doesn't, well, you're listening right now. And that in itself is very cool, and I really appreciate it. So, today, kind of like the last couple weeks, I wasn't really sure what to talk about. You know, I give my, I usually give myself the week to just work on the YouTube channel and Patreon and content and you have to be in a certain headspace to kind of think of a topic or think about something that you want to discuss and then kind of deep dive into it, you know, I, ha I have to have several several subsections to a topic in order for me to want to make it an episode. Otherwise, it's going to be very brief and just incomplete and, you know, be kind of a waste of time. So, yeah, I wasn't really sure what to talk about, but then, as I always do, I turned to you guys. So I started... Uh, Reading some comments from episode 7, which was titled, Depression is not your fault. I, I felt like that was probably our best episode yet. Um, it felt good, anyways. It definitely felt very good. And I've gotten a lot of great feedback. And, uh, you know, after reading you guys' comments, I was like, man, why don't we just talk about it again? Because there's, as always, you guys bring up points and perspectives that, well, I didn't. 
we all have our story. We all have our journey. And because of all of our journeys being personal and individual and, you know, unique to us, specific to us, you guys have a lot of great stuff that I, I have never lived. I have never experienced. Therefore, I would never think to bring it up. Or it might not be something I'm even aware of, period. My plan initially, I've said this before, was to make a review show that was exclusive to the patrons. But, you know, the patrons get the podcast a week early. And I only have so much data that I can use on Patreon. Um, so I don't think I don't think they'd be too revved up about a review show necessarily. So this will go on YouTube. This will go everywhere. This is going to be episode eight. Um, and we're going to talk about some comments. We're going to read some comments from you guys. We're going to read your feedback. We're going to read your stories. And we're going to talk about it. So, uh, yeah, you know, this is still, this is still something that I'm very passionate about, obviously. I think that was made pretty apparent in episode seven, <laughs> the first time we talked about this. It's just, there's not, there's nothing, there's nothing that affects, directly affects more of your life than your mental health. Nothing has more of an effect than your mental health. Your mental health is everything. It is who you are. It is what you are capable of. It, it decides your potential. It decides your limits. It decides your ability to find motivation on days that it's not easy to do so. Mental health is everything, you know? It's your family life. It's all of it. Literally everything. Because it is who you are. Nothing, no, no part of your life could ever be could ever realize its true potential if you're not mentally healthy. And I mentioned last week, I've always known that there was something different about my head. <laughs> I never knew how to describe it or... You know, I just, I just never knew what words to put to it. Um, cause I never really looked into it. It was very kind of like we talked about the stigma around the, around mental health in general was very strong, um, in people close to me growing up. So it was, you know, to admit, to admit that. You have mental health issues 
is to admit that you're weak is to admit that you know i can't beat this and i'm it's stronger than me and i now know that that's very far from the truth but i live most of my life just i don't know just kind of dealing with it and then reaping the reaping what my depression sowed because I, you know, I never did admit it, not even to myself, not even to myself, because, you know, I, last thing I'm going to do is let everybody down by cowering to whatever the heck this is. But you get to a certain point in life where it's like, well, we've talked about this a few times. This is, uh, this happens to be my life. There's going to come a day where all those people are going to be gone and I'm still going to be here. God willing. And, um, I want, you know, I don't want to wait until then to start living for me. To look these issues, look these, man, these barriers in the face and just knock them out. You know, I was actually talking about it with uh, Saucy Mom this morning. I've been hearing so much about this ayahuasca deal. Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers went over to... Um, uh, I can't remember. Anyways, he went overseas to go through this experience. I just saw Ron White did it. And I mean, these people's literal face, their physical appearance has changed. So I, I've become very interested in it. Very interested in it. I don't know, you know, as far as what it costs or how realistic that is. But it's more so the reasons why they went and knowing who these people are and, and it just further validating, man... I think I do pretty good. I think I've done pretty good considering that war that goes on inside my head. So it's you know, it's like a it's like a tease kind of just to imagine just to imagine waking up and being able to just think about the day, my life, my my motivation, to, just to be able to approach everything under the sun like somebody with no mental health issues can do, it's a, it's a tease. So what this ayahuasca thing is all about is basically these are people that find themselves feeling very either resentful or carry a ton of guilt and they don't know why or a variety of reasons but this experience it's it's a it's a hallucinogen to put it very simply but it's much more than that it's a it's controlled it's uh it's very unique <laughs> very unique it's very interesting very interesting 
Um, these people, you know, they relive and re-experience these traumatic things from their childhood or whatever it might be that they quite literally had no memory of before they went in there. Like they didn't even remember that that happened or, or never mind that they were holding on to it. And that's kind of what I'm getting at here is I don't, you know, I think if I knew what it was, I'm at a place now where I would 1 million percent handle it just so that I could move on and for the first time in 34 years really see what I'm capable of because I think it's I think it's a lot I think it I think I have uh the the sum of my my gifts in life the sum of my blessings in life I really think equals the potential to make a really big difference. I truly believe that in my heart of hearts. But as of right now, I, you know, every few months I have that just little spell. <laughs> Still. That literally happened in June. Um, yeah. And I, like, that's what I was telling Saucy Mom, it, it just, I find the whole thing very intriguing. The ayahuasca thing, that is. Because if I could just, if I could just see the demon, if I could just look at, if I just knew what it was, I just, that's all I want. I'm more than anything in the world. I just want to know what it is. What is it that is the, at the core of this, oh my God, this war that goes on inside my head. What is that? What is at the core of it? Just show it to me so I can punch it in the, the duck in face. You know, just show it to me so I can knock it out. That's, I think a lot of people that have never struggled with mental health. I think that's one thing that they, get confused and just don't understand. And like I said in episode seven, that's nobody's fault. That's nobody's fault. I've never been a woman. I've never been pregnant. So I can't relate to any thing that a woman goes through while she's pregnant. Right. It's just like anybody that has never dealt with mental health issues has absolutely no idea what somebody that, is going through them goes through no idea a lot of people have this um this idea that mental health is a is a weakness is um i, I want to say they think it's a choice, but that's not. They think it's controllable. They think it's something that somebody with depression could just fight through and just decide to not cower to. 
And I think that's the, that's the huge disconnect, the massive disconnect. Why does, you know, why do we get the flu? Why do we get the flu? Well, we get infected with a bacteria that causes us to get sick, right? Why do you get cancer? Why do you get any other illness? Mental health is the same thing. We have fluid in our brain that depending on the health of that fluid, that completely changes somebody's ability to do all those things. Find motivation, love, be loved, love themselves, the way they look at the world, the way they look at life, the way they look at today, the goals that they might set or whether or not they have interest in setting goals. Like This is re very real stuff. And then beyond that, the fluid is one thing, but your brain is supposed to produce chemicals. That's what creates emotions. That's what creates things like drive, motivation. That's what creates things like I, just all of it. Integrity, self-love, all of that stuff is you are able to feel those things. You are able to do all of those things because of the chemicals that your brain is producing. Many people with depression, their brain doesn't produce the, the endorphins that make you feel happy. They, they don't. So you know how you feel when you're just like, you know, it's raining outside or whatever it might be, or, you know, you just had a crappy day and whatever it might be, <clears throat> whatever causes you to have a bad day. Imagine feeling like that all the time. Imagine never, like you don't get, that's not a bad day. That's just an everyday. Imagine if that was your life. But again, even then, even then, you, you, it's so different. It is so different because even on a gloomy day that you're having a bad day, if your brain is producing all of those things and you have healthy fluid and you, you know, if your mental health is healthy, you're still going to be able to find the good. You're still going to be able to make the best of a bad day. You, you, I just don't think everybody understands that's, that's literally not possible. We can pretend, which most of us are very good at. We talked about this last week. Most of us are very good at pretending. I mean, it's either that or bring everybody down around you all the time, which some people don't mind doing. But a lot of other people, myself included, we want the best for everybody else, and we certainly don't want to be constantly asked what's wrong. Or Hey, guess what? I don't, I don't effing know. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know why I feel like absolute crap. Not health-wise. Head-wise. I don't know why I feel like absolute crap. All the time. All the time. When things are going absolutely great. Why can't I, why can't I enjoy it? You know? 
It just doesn't seem fair. But then it, that's, that's a weakness. The whole thing is just... I know I'm getting kind of sporadic here. I apologize. I apologize. Let's uh let's recenter ourselves. Let's read some comments, okay? And we'll we'll talk about it based on what you guys have to say. First comment is from Andrew. I've seen Andrew around for a while. Thanks for your support and feedback, buddy. Andrew said, I am only one third of the way through this episode, and I'd just like to say that the few I've ever opened up to have had a change in the way they think of me. I'd like to see those who don't suffer from depression live a single day in the life of those who do, and then <clears throat> try to call us weak. I'm a single parent, and I'd argue that this is a far easier battle than the battle I have every minute against depression. All of you who do suffer from depression, I love you all, and you are not alone. Thanks so much for sharing that, Andrew. <clears throat> Thank you for sharing that. That's a hard, uh, man. Sheesh. That's a hard one. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend like it's not. I, I can't even imagine being a single parent while dealing with the mental health. I can't, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. The props, um, the fact that you are fighting and, you know, being a dad and just putting your needs aside for the, for the better of, for, for the betterment of your children and the people around you. That is, you know, I don't know how else to put it. It's just not easy. It's it's not easy, and uh, to be quite frank, it sucks. It just sucks, you know? It just sucks, because it's not... You get such a bad rap, and it just it affects everything. People think that you have a crap work ethic, or you just don't... You don't care, or, you know... They have no idea how bad we want to be, quote-unquote, normal. I have no desire to be normal, and I don't think anybody else does either, because what is normal? That's a whole different episode. But you know what I'm trying to say. We we are starving for the ability to just just be able to think like other people, to just be able to look at the world like other people, to just look at ourselves. I mean, I would... Ugh, I can't even tell you. I would give you both of my legs... Just, and that's not even an exaggeration, by the way. If I could wake up with ideal mental health, I would trade you my legs for that. And I know what that means. That's, that's, that's how bad it is. That's, that's how most of us 
feel. That's how badly most of us want out of this this cage. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. And then, you know, then you like he said, then you start looking at why how the world views it. It makes it even harder. I mean, nobody's nobody's uh pat on the back or, you know, keep up the good work. It's nice to hear, don't get me wrong, it's great to hear even. But at the end of the day, you don't truly believe it. It never you 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 have to believe it. You have to believe it. If you don't believe it, then, you know, you're going to smile and say thank you and nothing changes. Absolutely nothing changes. You walk, you turn around from that conversation and you walk away with the exact same doubts, the exact same uncertainty, the exact same just disbelief in yourself. In some ways, it's like a constant state of paranoia. Because you just constantly, literally constantly overanalyzing everything. Everything. I have always been able to give people great advice and, you know, give great perspective and just, you know, just really help people. Why? Why can I do that? But I can't. Like, I'm the one saying it. So I know it. I know what you need to do. I know what what the, the good, right, best things are to do. Why can't I... Why can't I do that for me? Why... You know? It's kind of a sick joke, isn't it? <laughs> Man. Anyways, thanks for sharing, Andrew. That's, uh, you know, you're not alone either, my man. Um, I have a ton of respect for you doing your dad thing and uh, yeah moving on Barton said an important message for sure I realized when I was six or seven years old that I could never take my own life no matter how bad it got yeah yeah, I oh, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. Um I would be lying if I said it never crossed my mind. I would be lying. That's uh, you know, that's the fact of the matter. There has been days when I thought it would be much easier to just hit the escape button. Legitimately, like this, you know, there is no light at the end of this tunnel. And, um, I don't know. Luckily, like he said, or she, I'm not Barton, like Barton said, don't mean any offense, I just, you never know these days. Like Barton said, I, I could never, absolutely could never. I just, I don't know. It. Imagine how bad, I, we talked about this last week, like with the whole Chester Bennington thing. 
he was such an amazing dad and husband and artist and all this stuff. Imagine how bad it has to be to look at them and just willingly leave them behind. Willingly take yourself away from them. Imagine how bad it has to be. I'm telling you, there's not an illness you wouldn't rather have. There's not an illness you wouldn't trade mental mental health for. Because the, there's, I don't know, there just isn't. There just isn't. At least, at least the other ones, even if they're more terminal, at least those are looked at and acknowledged as diseases, as, you know, health issues that warrant empathy and support and, you know, how can I help? What can I do? And mental health is like this weird, you know, it's just a weakness. Just get over it. Just figure it out. It, you know. And that that in itself, when you just more than anything in the world, just want somebody to be able to understand. It, not just anybody, but like a specific somebody, you know. That one person for you or those two people for you, whatever it might be. Your parents, siblings, whatever it might be. And oftentimes those are the, they, they can't, they can't understand. They have no idea. You so badly want them to understand just so that they don't think you're taking the easy way out or looking for pity or, you know, just so that they know how real it is. I mean, imagine that I can't even dude, like I'm constantly constantly trying to keep my focus on positive things and it's it's a constant need for me to put effort there like it just it doesn't just come to me you know and um i can't imagine i can't look at my kids and saucy mom and my family you know I have you ever sat back and just pictured everybody at your funeral what that would look like and just just try to visualize everybody's faces and whose faces and all that stuff I can't I just I can't imagine how bad it would have to be to to go that far to make the ultimate decision. I just, it's really sad. It's super sad. Thanks for the, uh, thanks for the support, Barton. Thank you for listening. Thanks for the comment. Leslie, Leslie says the real question is why mental disease is so stigmatized. There is no rhyme or reason to who is afflicted with mental disease. And yet we as a society seem to not care how to cure the mind. I think the cure is we as a generation 
as parents need to normalize discussions of mental health within our within our families. I could not agree more, Leslie. I talk to my kids about their mental health. I ask them what their mental health state is. I let them take mental days mental health days off from school, sports, whatever, and let them and me recharge. We do the same thing. It's just such an intense world today. It's so different. It is so different. I hear... (laughs) Oh, boy. Even people my age, but certainly people my age as parents in that generation. Comparing it to when when we were kids, like when I was in school. Listen, you you have literally no idea. The world is... It's not even the same place anymore. It's so, I mean, man. And then they think, well, yeah, it changed a lot from when I was a kid to when you were a kid. And it did. You're right. You're absolutely right. It did change a lot from when you were a kid to when I was a kid. But from when I was a kid to when my kids are now in school, you, that is so absolutely not even comparable. I mean, sure, when I was a kid, I had access to the internet. I was on AOL Messenger and, you know. But today, today with the identity crisis, like, there's so much that goes into what goes through a kid's mind these days. It is not even remotely comparable. So then our parents tend to, Look at decisions that we're making for our kids. Why would you do that? Or, you know, you you should really be doing this for them. It's just not like that. And it's not that easy. It's it's simply not that easy. (laughs) Leslie continues by saying, I think that we start small. You aren't going to solve the big problem overnight or even in a year. If I can teach my kids to value their own mental health, they start to encourage the ones around them to value mental health. I am open with my family about my own mental struggles, and it is hard. I know that some people will always think I'm just lazy. I can't fix everyone. But I can at least try and change my own little corner of the globe. Man. That was very well put, Leslie. Thank you so much. That was a great comment. Very well put. Because you're right. No ba- no matter how bad we want it in our hearts, no matter how important it is to us, the simple fact of it is, you know, some of the people that we so badly, so badly want to understand that this isn't what we want what you're seeing and the result of what I've not done or what I have done. If you, I just want you to know and just like, tell me you understand. That's not what, you know that that's not what I want. You know that that's not my heart's desire. That is not what I want. But, you know, the, the engine that controls the whole thing, well... Sometimes it just won't start. Sometimes it just won't start. 
and uh, you know you try everything. You can you tap on the starter, change the plugs, change put some dry gas in it. It just won't start. It won't start. That is, I think, first of all, Leslie's point of talking about it is huge. That's huge. That's huge. We, removing the stigmatization of mental health, it, I mean, it has to start somewhere. Why not in your home? Why not under your roof? Don't throw up your arms and say, man, this sucks. This shouldn't be this way. And then not do anything about it. We can't acknowledge a problem like the one we're discussing, especially as significant as it is, and not do anything about it. Any of us that are parents, or even if we're not parents, any of us that deal with this, have this weird kind of demented opportunity in a way to teach people to make it a little bit easier on anybody that comes after us and you look at the things that have become accepted in today's world and not just accepted but encouraged yet mental health is still so like Quite a few things have started from the bottom and worked their way right into society. Like, loud and loud and proud worked into society. Yet, mental health is still looked at how it always has been. Why? I can, under, I can understand that you don't get it. I can understand that you don't get it. You know, somebody being sick and you can't give them something to help them or they don't know why they're sick. I mean, eventually you're just going to... I don't want to say you're not going to care, but, I mean, let's be real. kind of not going to... What are you doing about it? What are you doing to help? What are you doing to support? If the answer is nothing, then, I mean, you can say you care. Just like I can say, I'm doing great. You can say you care. Let's both lie to each other. I feel I'm I'm fine. I'm doing I'm doing fine. I'm good. Everything's great. And then you can say, I, you know, I just want to do whatever I can for you. We can both lie to each other. Which is, I mean, it's kind of typical, I guess, right? It's a lot easier than having the actual conversation. It's a lot easier than... Especially somebody that sees it as a weakness. And if the person that they see as weak is their kid... I mean, that's got to be pretty hard to accept, I guess. If that's how they view it, you know? So I can, I can understand that. I can understand that. And one thing that just popped into my head about people that... So let's say a parent doesn't have any mental health issues, right? They are in great mental health. And they have a kid that is very mentally unhealthy or whatever. 
like I think about my specific situation, me personally, it's the stance I always try to speak from, first-hand experience. Like I never, I don't know. I feel like as a kid, things were like awesome, you know? I excelled at literally everything I did. <clears throat> I always did incredible in social situations and blah, blah, blah. And then just one day, not that sudden, but you know what I mean. Eventually, I just lost, like kind of lost myself. And you would just think that people that know you the best, people that have been there since day one, would say, well, you know. It, or it's not what they would say, but that they wouldn't say, you know, you're lazy or <laughs> you have to want to do better or you don't think I do. Like, you've known me all my life. You don't think I want better than this? You don't think I, you don't think I want people to be proud of me? That's all I've wanted all my life. You, you really think I'm just still just, I don't want that or something. Like, I don't, I just don't understand the thought process. I get not understanding how the disease works and stuff, but I guess I just have to believe I would think there was more to it. I can't imagine I would just say, man, they're just lazy and they just have to want better. You know, like I, knowing my kids, like I know them, I wouldn't just accept that. I, I couldn't, I know them better than that. I know they want better than that. I know they, the hearts that they have and what they want their lives to look like, you know, I know, I know all that stuff, but yet they're not doing anything to make it happen. You think that's just because they don't want to? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. Let's go to the next one. Judith. Judith said, I just watched a short clip of a radio interview... Chester Bennington did only a few days before he took his own life. He's talking about how inside his head is an undesirable place to be and sort of smiling and I find it heartbreaking. Yeah, that would, I would be instantly in tears, <laughs> Judith. Um, any of you, if any of you watched my reaction to the Bo Burnham video a couple days ago, like I've gotten teared up on camera, but that like I'm it's I I have the urge to cry right now just thinking about it. When somebody it's I don't know. <laughs> it's this very weird thing when when somebody finally sees you or when you finally hear somebody that it's like they're talking for you. Man, does that... Whew, that hit me like an 18-wheeler. He had a line at the end of it. He said... Um, 
and he was singing a song. He said, come and watch. Come and watch the kid with a steadily declining mental health as he attempts to give you what he cannot give himself. Man. I and I, I was doing fine. I was good. Like I was just watching the video. I mean it's a comedy. He's a he's a comedian. And just the way that he sung it, the tone he sung it in, and I man. It's kinda wild. The second the second he said it and it entered my eardrums. I mean, editing the video, my face just, I instantly lost it and had to just move my head off of camera. Like, I lost it. It took everything I had to just breathe and finish the video. Everything I had. And then, like I just said, editing the video, the second, and I wasn't even really listening to it, I was just trying to find the spot where I could you know, cut it off for the transition. And I just happened to stop there again. And I just saw my face go from normal to kind of scrunched up. Instantly cried again. <laughs> like just hearing his line and seeing my, seeing my own reaction to it. I made myself cry. <laughs> like, ah, man. And, and I don't know what, like that's, ah, it's such a, such a unique thing to experience it really is man it's such a unique thing to experience because you don't know what's wrong you don't know why why do certain things just instantly make you buckle at the emotional knees just instantly why what did he say what you know why did that make me feel like that? You know, everybody gets made to feel emotional by things, but not like that. That was like a family member had passed away in front of me. Like, that was so deeply seated where that cry came from. It's like he just put his finger right in the center of the core of whatever it is that causes my headspace headspace struggles <laughs> it's very interesting you know that kid blew up got super famous and then he quit comedy he quit comedy younger than almost any other comedian even starts their career strongly recommend anybody that hasn't seen that look it up and watch it like right now you can pause this go watch that and then come back Bo Burnham what was it called uh, Bo Burnham make happy uh, make happy finale 
So the video is called Bo Burnham Can't Handle This. And uh, yeah, apparently I couldn't handle this. Right here, I'm smiling, I'm laughing, so hold on, I'm going to play this for you guys. It's going to get me again, but I want you guys to hear this. <laughs> Talk about a friggin' beautiful mind. I don't know how old he was there, but he wasn't very old. Whew. It's just wild. Like, why? Why does it hit you like that, you know? Oh, hey, there's that uh, angel voice again. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Um, it's interesting. So Judith, thank you for, uh, thank you for that. The whole Chester thing, like I said, is, it's so sad. How, I just can't imagine how bad it would have to be to look at, man, just, I can't even, I just can't even enter that that headspace. I can't even enter that thought process. It's just not in me. Just the thought of leaving them behind. Like, no way. To do that willingly? Absolutely not. I, you know, I will lose everything before that ever happens. There's just no way. Absolutely no way. We might struggle but their dad's always going to be here, kind of leading the ship, you know? Always trying to catch as much of the BS before it has a chance to get to anybody behind me. It's kind of what I've done my whole life. Healthy or not, that's what makes me happy, I guess. I, I don't really know anymore. Andrew left another comment underneath Judith's. Another problem is that even if I wanted help, I don't even have the slightest, I don't even have the slightest what could even help. I think he meant, I don't even have the slightest idea what could even help. Asking for help seems pointless and doctors, psychologists, psychiatrists have so far not been able to offer anything truly helpful either. I don't understand even what the core thing is that it emanates from, much less what to do to tackle anything other than coping strategies. This is a huge reason why I tend to internalize in battle silently. <sighs> kind of crazy. 
right? I mean, the similarities in our struggles, yet, were just looked at like, like, you would think as many people have it. As big of a deal as it is, as many lives have been taken by the disease. Like, when is it going to be taken seriously? When is it going to be recognized as an actual disease, as an illness and not a decision? When is it going to be recognized as as something that needs medical attention versus something that needs, you know, an attaboy and a pat on the back? When? How, like, whose kid is going to have to die for that to happen? So, Andrew, after finishing the episode, he said, well, you discussed this later on after I posted that comment, and you're absolutely right. <clears throat> we need to make the decision to stop battling from a perspective of a soldier and start calling the shots and manifest your own wins. It's ironic because it really is a case of just deal with it but it has to be your own self instigating that perspective because no one else has the right to take that perspective towards someone else's battle. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I agree. I do agree, but it's not always possible. And I think that's, you know, he, he already acknowledged that. So I know he, he's well aware of that. And, and I guess, I don't know, I guess, oh boy, I don't know. It's such a tricky deal. Like just sitting here trying to think of you know, what do you say? What's the, what's the right thing to say? And I'm not even talking about the podcast. I'm talking about, you know, somebody that is mentally healthy. What do they say to the, to the person with mental health issues? What are they, what is the right thing to say? Is there a right thing to say? You know, I brought this up in the last episode. I don't know if there is. I don't know if there is. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. Like Andrew said, they don't have the right. But at the same time, if they, if you want the best for somebody, you're going to at least try and you have to try. And you, as the, as the person dealing with the mental health issue, you have to, you have to so appreciate that person for trying because a lot of people are, are dying for that. Like I said earlier, most of us just want to hear that everybody knows it's this isn't what we want for ourselves. We're just dying to hear that you guys realize, I, you know, I have much better 
in than what I'm doing in me. If I could let me do it. I, we just want to hear that. I don't need, I don't think a lot of people realize how far that would go. And then from there, you know, from, from there, then it is on us. But then it's also on the medical, the, the medical system. It's on, it's on whatever is accessible to us to, to fix the actual chemistry of our thought process. Because for most of us, that's, you know, that needs some work that needs some attention for us to be able to do these things. So thanks again, Andrew. I really appreciate all the feedback and, um, sharing your, your story. I, it means a lot. So thank you. Next is from nerdy wordy princess. I've had depression and anxiety since I was in elementary school. As I've gotten older, panic attacks and self-harm have joined the crew. It sucks. And when you get a little bit of a reprieve, you gaslight yourself, telling yourself that you feel okay in the moment, so you must be faking it. It's even worse when you try to reach out and the people you talk to don't believe you. Yeah. One of the reasons is so one of the reasons it is so stigmatized is because there are people out there who don't believe in things that they can't see. Absolutely true. Or they believe in mind over matter. Yeah. That one hits home. They don't understand that you can look fine, but still be completely falling apart. Truer words have never been spoken, people. She then says, or heathens, I'm not sure. It's also tricky because unlike the flu or strep throat or something like that, there's no one-size-fits-all medication for mental health issues when you're already exhausted from fighting every single day having to deal with medication side effects and adjustments and it's disheartening sometimes i just want i just wanted to add that many people who take their own lives can't see a way out it's not that they want to die they just want the pain and chaos to stop and i i do get that i'm not you know i probably should have said that earlier i absolutely i get it i think i did actually right i get it I, like I said, it's crossed my mind. I, I know I'm not the type of person that could ever follow through with it, but it has absolutely, it, you get this, like, it's such a bizarre, I have it right now, actually. <laughs> it's such a bizarre kind of headache that you get. It's like, man, it's, it's tough. You know, it's, uh, it's tough. It's really tough. It's really, really tough. Um, you made some very good points. Thank you. Thank you for that comment in general. That was very well said, very well put. Uh, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And, um, I still struggle with the whole medication thing. I really do because I don't know. I, that part right there, I don't know that I could do that. I don't know that I could do the whole figuring out what works. Like you're, 
you're not dealing with, you know, diarrhea or a fever as side effects. You're dealing with, like, you know, we're talking about life and death here from a lot of people. I don't know how much of... I don't know how much I want to play around with that. I would much rather learn ways to rehabilitate my mental health because I do know it it used to be better so I, I must be able to get it back I understand addiction and substances changed the chemistry of my brain personally that's obviously not the case for everybody with depression not by any means but that's that does have a lot to do with mine I firmly believe now the reason I got into the substances that you know that's also part of the depression for sure for sure but i'm just very very skeptical of taking any sort of pill for mental health i am i've never heard great things never i've never heard great things so it scares the death out of me it scares the death out of me. <clears throat> Excuse me, man. And like they just said, it you just don't even have it in you to go through that figuring out process and <laughs> the experimentation on doses and which medication. And, and, you know, let's not lose sight of the fact that insurance, right? Met, all, all of this stuff, at the same time, you're trying to get your friggin' head screwed on straight. Can you even afford to do anything about it? So again, again, this is where these things have crossed my mind. I get it. I get it. Sometimes it's just, you know, it just seems so much easier to just, well, hey, I'm out. I'm out. Nobody understands what's wrong with, I'm, I'm, just imagine this for a second. Anybody that's listening to me right now that is in good mental health. If you take anything away from this, just listen to me right now, real quick. Okay? Just imagine for a second. Imagine there's something wrong with you, really wrong with you, where you feel like you're trapped in this, like, chaos. It's almost like a... It's almost like a paranormal experience. Like, you're trapped in this, this chaos, this chaotic bubble that nobody else can see they just see you as a normal person they see absolutely nothing wrong with you all they see is that you are trapped in this bubble of i'm sorry all they see is you but you are trapped in this bubble of chaos now okay you with me this i i i've been kind of scattered through this whole episode We've made some good points. Comments have been great. Listen, anybody with good mental health, I really, I want you to just sit back, close your eyes, and just really walk with me and just try to put yourself in this place. <clears throat> you have something wrong with you. Something severely wrong with you where you're, everything looks normal. Everything's Everything looks great. The world looks as it should. But you have this almost paranormal chaos going on, going on around your head. And you just, you can't even, 
you can't understand it. You don't know where it's coming from. You don't know how to make it stop. You don't know what it is. And everybody else just sees you as you. They don't see anything wrong with you. They don't see that bubble of chaos. They have no idea what it is that's going on. So they don't, most people aren't going to believe you. Okay. So what do you do? Well, I, I'm going to go get help. I need, I need to go get help. We have doctors, we have mental health people, professionals, we have medication. Okay. I'm going to go get help. So you bounce around, you find some that you like. Well, the first one you like, they, they don't take your insurance. You know, it's going to be 50 bucks a session. You know, what's more important contemplating suicide or $50 for gas to get back and forth to the job that you struggle to work at and put gas in your car. I mean, um, put, put, put food on your table, milk in the fridge. <clears throat> and then you finally find one that takes your insurance. You get into the groove. They recommend a medication. You go to the pharmacy. You're absolutely just, you just want it to stop. Just make it stop. Just make it stop. You you go to the pharmacy. You just you are so ready for relief, and that's all you're expecting to find. And then, well, your 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 insurance doesn't cover this, and this medic you know it's three hundred and fifty dollars to fill your prescription. You that's not an option for you. You can't. That's not an option for ninety nine percent of you. Can't do that. Not in <laughs> the way the world is right now. Good luck. Good luck. It is, it makes me so mad just thinking about it, but put, just put yourself there with me for a second. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that having something wrong with you that nobody close to you understands? And more than that, everybody close to you thinks it's just a decision. Why not? You know, just, just stop thinking that way. You know, stop feeling bad for yourself. Oh, that's, I love that one. Stop feeling bad for yourself. Get over it. You have to want better. And inside, you're just like gritting your teeth in half, screaming to the sky. You really think this is what I want? You, of all people, know me. You know who I am. You know me. You know my heart. You think this is what I want? You think this is the best I got right here? You think I want this? But we get so exhausted. We're so exhausted from the struggle. We're so exhausted from the war that we've been fighting for however long it's been going on, however many decades. We're so exhausted that we don't have any energy to explain it over and over again. We're not going to try to explain what this is because, first of all, we don't, we don't friggin' understand it, okay? We don't even really know what's wrong, to be totally honest. And the likelihood of somebody actually listening, like actually listening, and then you're just asking too much of a situation. We're not, we're not, we don't have the stamina anymore. We don't have the emotional stamina anymore to, to fight that fight. We're over it. We're done with it. It's over. Like the conversation ended. Just, we'll both go our separate ways. So that's where you hear, oh, I'm good. I'm fine. That's us not having the, the damn energy to fight that fight that day as far as explaining everything that's going on in our head. 
It's just, it, you know, just think about that for a second. And no, I'm not exaggerating any of it. Believe it or not. That, you know, that's up to you. Believe it or not. That's totally, that's your part. That's totally up to you. But I am, I am here to tell you that everything I just said is a fact. And that is exactly, I mean, that's my experience. And I've, how many comments have I read? I mean, uh, apparently I'm not alone. So it's a, it's such a big problem. It's such a big issue. And I, I, you know, I feel like we have some good ideas here. I really do. Starting, starting with talking about it in your home, controlling what you can control, spreading the message to the people that you talk to. That's definitely where we have to start because like anything else, it's going to spread, you know, it's going to spread. And I do think. I do think like other things, it's going to take a long time. I mean, look at how long it's been already and you know, how different is it now than it was 20 years ago? I don't know, but it's definitely a fight worth fighting. It's a fight worth fighting. Imagine if Chester had access or just knew how to work on himself. If he just knew that there was hope of ending that chaos and changing how he felt about himself and the world and, and the gift of life, if he knew that there was a chance of doing that, do you think he would have just left his kids and family behind? I don't. I don't. I don't. And I think that holds true for hundreds of thousands of people. So just be, you know, whoever you are, be very careful when dealing with people that have mental health issues. Be, and I'm not saying you're going to trigger them to do something dangerous. You might, but that's very rare. But what you'll almost definitely do is just lose any chance of actually helping them, depending on how you approach it. You might, you know, you, you have to really show relatability that's huge okay the world is not all friggin unicorns and rainbows it's just it, i mean that's you know depression or not that's that's a fact so don't you can't preach that all right not to somebody that only sees black clouds you can't preach that some relatability and some genuine compassion some genuine look i see you I know you want better for yourself and I, I'm really sorry you're going through this. I, you know, however I can help, I want to help. And most of the time they're not going to let you most of the time they're going to, I, I don't, I don't know how you can help. I don't know how you can help, but thank you so much for offering. I will definitely call you first when I think of a way that, you know, and you might get that response. You might not. It might be better. It might be nothing at all. But you have to try. You have to try. I mean, like I said, most of us, that's all we want to hear is just that 
the people that are most important to us understand and truly know, genuinely know, not just saying it, but they know this is not what they want. This is not what we want for ourselves. They get that. They know that. That they don't just think to themselves, well, they just have, he just has to want better or she just has to want better or, you know, whatever the situation might be. It's super important. So, somebody replied to that last comment and said, that last sentence is me. My saving grace is my family. I have known people who have taken their own lives. I can't do that to them. It's not that I haven't had the thoughts. I mean, I think a lot more people have than how many admit it, you know? Because again, well, it, you know, it's just a weakness. It's just a weakness. And, you, you know, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Well, we'd love to, we'd love to know. If, if you figure it out, I, I would love to know. Oh, cool. Somebody uh, signed up as a member. I didn't even know I had members. <laughs> and said, thank you. That's cool. Thank you, Pamela. Alicia said, in response to my... Um, in response to my comments about taking depression medication she said if you had cancer and a pill would cure it would you take it and I read that and I thought about it for a few minutes and I ended up saying more than likely I mean more than likely I want I do want to live I I more than anything want to live to be totally honest I kind of want to live forever you know Maybe we'll figure that out in my time. I kind of want to live forever. I said more than likely. Although, if I'm not going to be myself on this pill, what am I saving? Legitimately. If this pill that I'm experimenting with and taking and going from one brand to another and this dose to that dose and just guessing... Because that's all we, apparently in 2022, that's all we have the capabilities of doing, is just guessing. So if I'm going to just be this even worse off head case on this stuff, what am I saving? What am I doing? What am I doing? I have no interest in, in saving I have no interest. I have no interest in being on a medication that's just going to make me still mentally unhealthy, but now with a whole different list of issues, you know, I'm just not willing to make that trade off. I'm not. I would prefer start with a clean slate, start with nothing in my system. I don't want any, I'm just, I'm not for it, man. I'm, I'm not for it. I really feel like the earth gives us everything that we need. I think the universe and the earth give us everything we need to be healthy and to make the most out of our lives. We have lost touch with that. 
we have certainly lost touch with that, but that's kind of where my interest in the whole ayahuasca thing comes from. Like, it comes from the earth. This goes back thousands of years. Pharmacies don't. Pharmacies don't. Pharmacies are not... I mean, look. Extending lives and curing diseases, it is amazing. And it's, you know, it's incredible. It's incredible. I just don't know how much of it was intended. You know, I do question that. You look at the population of the earth, the price of everything, how hard it is. I just don't think it's something as unique, something as amazing, something as rare as life, as the, the level of life that we get to live with, you know, love and sadness and all the emotions that we feel and free will and choices and decisions and creating things, inventing stuff, traveling, seeing the world, flying, swimming, deep sea diving, all of these amazing things that humans are capable of. I just don't think we were given this opportunity with the intention of it being this hard. I just don't. Or maybe not even, not even, I take that back. I have no problem with it being extremely hard even, but not like this, not like this, the quality of life. My life could be 10 times harder than it is, but if the quality was that of living from the earth and all of that kind of stuff, I just, I feel like it would be such a it would be so much easier to appreciate the struggle. How do you appreciate a struggle chasing friggin' green paper? I, I, you know, there's something about my soul. My soul has been somewhere where it just does not agree with that. Cause I have felt like that since I was a little kid. That green paper is, just, I just don't, I don't agree with it. And I don't think it's going to last. I certainly think I'll see the end of it before my lifetime is up. That's a whole different podcast. But my my point is the pharmacy is not the right way to go for everybody. You know, if it turns out that I can afford to do something like the ayahuasca trip, I'm going. I'm one million percent going. I would... I would spend a good amount of money on that to claim my life back to, to actually be able to realize my potential. Are you joking? I already told you I'd give you both my legs. I don't know what you could sell them for. Probably not much. I do. I got some pretty mean, pretty mean calves. So I'm not going to lie. Look, I do, uh, I, I do private ballet lessons naked in the closet at work in the dark with the mop handle. Don't look at me like that. Okay. Don't look at me like that. You're not, you're not funny. You're not funny. So Andrew replied to my comment saying, although if I'm not going to be myself on this pill, what am I saving? He said, 
This is exactly why I stopped taking my medication. I'd rather be myself and struggle than be a shell of myself and outwardly appear as if my struggles are diminished. More or less what I just said. And then Nerdy Wordy Princess said for the last comment on the on the YouTube video, Suicide Hotline can now be reached by dialing 988. So I will definitely change... Um, I'll change my little link to that. I included it in the YouTube video that for episode 7. 988. I do like that they made it a three-digit number. I think that that's necessary. I don't know, man. I don't know. That was just the YouTube comments. So, thank you guys for the engagement. Thanks for the feedback. It's very interesting for me because, again, I've never talked about this until very recently. I've never even let myself look into it because I was so, <laughs> I was in such denial or refusal to accept that I, you know, it's not all, it's not normal what I, what I've been fighting for all these years. It's not like everybody else. And I got to give myself that. I got to like, it's okay to accept that. It's not making an excuse to accept a reality. Accepting a reality is not making an excuse. If anything, denying that reality has resulted in me making dozens of excuses. That might be the truest thing I've ever said into this microphone. It's because of my inability to accept it and like deal with it that I just constantly do the same shit over and over and over and over and over and over again. Put myself in the same corners and let people down or at least in my mind you know make all the same mistakes over and over again strictly because I, you know i just refused to acknowledge that I, there is an issue up here and it needs to be dealt with like professionally it's okay to need help it's all right if I had a broken arm, I wouldn't just wrap a stick around it. It's 2022. I'd go to the friggin' hospital and get a cast. Well, I got a broken head. And uh, it's okay to get help for it. It's okay to try to get it fixed. I, right now, and I'm really thankful for this, I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. For the first time in my life, I do. I want something incredible out of this life. I want to leave a giant footprint. One of the things on my vision board is to create change that continues. Cha I want to create change that continues to inspire change long after my time has come. That's one of the first things on my dream board. 
I've never thought like that before. So I do, I am very thankful for my whatever allows me to think that way. Whatever allows me to have that perspective and that outlook. But now I have to do something about it. Now I have to like deal with it. I've talked to a couple people in my life as far as mental health goes, like professionals, I mean. But I gotta I gotta do a deeper dive. And uh like me, for instance, we have a lapse in our insurance right now, so I, I literally can't do it right now because it's so expensive. Like, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of wild. It's kind of scary, to be honest. Because for me, it's a lapse, and I know we will get it back at some point. That's not the case for everybody. There's so many people out there that want to do something about what they're dealing with, and they literally cannot. They don't have the means to. That's awful. That's awful. talk about being given no chance and judged before you're known I mean somebody with mental health that is also broke which they obviously very oftentimes go hand in hand talk about feeling trapped and feeling like there is only one way out like I said man I get it but if I can say anything to anybody listening to this right now Okay. I'm talking to all of you that share in my that can relate to what I'm talking about as far as mental health issues, okay? Number 1, it's not only it's not only just okay to admit that you have something wrong with your head, with the way you think. It's not just okay, it is it is necessary. You must get to a place where you can own that. Not not out not out loud, not to anybody else. Starts with you. Okay? This is no corny cliche, this is fact. Number 1, you have to acknowledge to you I really got some issues and I need to take care of. It. I am so sick and effing tired of feeling like this and letting it put a ceiling on my potential. I'm I'm so sick of it. That's number one. Number two, talk to somebody that you really love about it. Talk to somebody that really means a lot to you and just open up to them about feeling that way. That it's going to bring you closer and they're going to they at least know, right? They at least know. They might not be able to, like I said earlier, it's hard. It's hard for a mentally stable person to help somebody with mental health issues. It's, it's hard to find the right things to say. It's hard. But they at least know, and that you're at least giving them the opportunity. So one, own it to you. Accept that you need to do something about it. Number two, let somebody else in. Let somebody in that is very important to you. And regardless of their response, they at least know. Somebody else at least knows. Number three, go over your routine. 
go over what is in your immediate control. Okay? Review your routine. What are you doing for exercise? What are you doing for mental health? What are you doing to do your part? Okay, like if somebody that has a heart condition or diabetes or something like that, or like a gluten intolerance, they can go to the hospital and get emergency care for whatever. But if they go right back home and just pile gluten in their face or a bunch of sugar or whatever their disease is, if they just go completely against what they know is good for them, what's, you know, what do you, what's the point? What's the point? So very important, go over your routine. You absolutely have to be getting exercise. You have to be breathing right. Okay, by breathing right, I mean getting outside, getting in the air, getting fresh air and exercising. Take deep breaths. I'm no health expert by any means. I don't claim to be. I am completely uneducated. I've said this many times. It's a little disclaimer I like to throw out there when I think of it. I, technically speaking, have zero idea what I'm talking about. This is just stuff that has helped me personally and it might be worth you giving it a shot. Now, I will also say I understand it's not always that easy. I'm just going to go exercise. That's, I mean, that's hard for mentally healthy people. Mentally unhealthy people, that's almost impossible some days. But, you can still do it. And I think you already know, you probably already know, based on your experience, just how much that can really do for you. Even if it's temporary, at least it is temporary relief. You know? So, own it, let somebody in, revisit your routine. That's from exercise, to diet, to sleeping habits. <clears throat> Basically, okay, let's just sum it up with this. You go to Google, type in healthy mental routine. What is a daily routine that supports mental health? There we go. It's a whole lot of French in my blood and it shows up in my weird dyslexia habits. <laughs> Go to Google and look that up. Daily routine that supports mental health. And then just implement as much of those things as you possibly can. And then from there, the rest is up to you. Those three things give you a, give you a shot. Those three things are going to keep you on this earth if you do them religiously, if you make it routine, those things are going to keep you here. They're going to they're going to make it so that you definitely see tomorrow. Your family sees you tomorrow. Don't give up, man. Please don't give up. 
please, don't give up. I know how bad you want that silent screaming to stop. Look, I know. I, f I know. I understand. Okay? I know what it's like to try to talk to somebody and they have either no idea or no care in the world what it is that you're trying to talk about. I know. I know what it's like to feel like nobody's listening. I know what it's like to feel like nobody understands, so it's not even worth trying to explain. I know. I get it. But I'm not going anywhere, okay? I'm not throwing in no towels. And neither are you. Neither are you. I want anybody that's thinking that way to DM me on whatever platform you find accessible to you. Comment on the YouTube video so that everybody else can talk as well. Because this community, this saucy family, I'm going to tell you right now, these people are everything that you need. So put it right in the comments section. Put it right out there. Make another account. If you don't feel comfortable saying it with your name, make a whole nother account just to go have conversations like that. I don't care how you do it, but do it. Don't give up. Close your eyes. Go sit on, go sit outside on the ground and just breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth until, until it's passed. And I know it's temporary. I just got done telling you, I know that I get it. But we're not giving up, man. You hear me? We're not giving up. We're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. Because then guess what? All the people that thought you were weak, you're, you're just, you're giving them more ammunition. You're certainly not proving them right. That is not, I get that that is not what is happening. A lot of people are going to think that. That's their first inclination. But nope, <laughs> nope. If you were on fire, would you want it? Would you want to put it out? Or would you, you know, you just, you don't, there's no way to wrap your head around it if you've never been through it. So just, just keep fighting guys. Keep fighting and try to do everything you can in your power to take control back for you. And then depending on your situation and all that stuff, reach out, find somebody to talk to, find a professional to talk to. If you have some trust in what, you know, in what they have to say regarding medication, I'm certainly not trying to talk anybody out of it. If you think that's right for you, go do it, go do it. I mean, it's still around. It's still doing, I'm sure it helps a, a bunch of people. I'm sure there's hundreds of thousands, millions of people that mental health medication has helped. I mean, I'm sure I have no doubts. So if that's something you're interested in, or you feel like you need, please go put your hands on it. Go find access to it. But most of all, you got to talk before you do, don't do anything don't do anything that you can't undo. We got one shot at this, man. One shot. 
it's not as dark as it looks. I'm telling you, it's not as dark as it looks. We just got to find that light again. We really do. And we can. The most, the most important part about that is that we can. It's not gone. We just can't see it. It's that simple. It is not gone. We just can't see it. We got to get some help. We, get, we need some assistance pushing all the bullshit out of the way so that we can get our eyes on the light again. So I'm riding with you. You're riding with me. Let's, let's go. Let's do this, man. Okay? I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave in the comments your thoughts, your experiences, your opinions. I want to hear it all. I want to hear it all, and way more importantly, everybody else in the comments is going to want to hear it all. I want you guys to talk, interact, help each other, support each other, pick each other up. That's what we're here for, man. That's what this community has always been about. We don't grow as fast as some of the other ones, but the quality of our growth is unmatched. Unmatched. I mean, we did grow a thousand subscribers in the last four days. That's pretty wild. So we're doing all right. We're not doing too bad, but I still stand by the quality of our growth, the type of people that are making the commitment to join this community. I mean, there's, they're incredible, sincere, genuine people. So put your message out there, put your sorrows, put it all, put it all out there in the comment sections for everybody to be able to see, interpret, read. You never knew, you never know who you're going to help. You never know who you're going to help. Instead of just saying it to yourself, keeping it in and then leaving the video, just type it out real quick. You never know who you're going to help. So. I'll see you guys in the next one, though, man. This was the Inner Sauce, episode eight. Thank you all so much for hanging out. Thanks for watching. And, um, yeah, again, go check out the YouTube channel. Go check out the Twitch. Make sure you're following and notifications are on and all these places. You know, join the community, man. It's It really is true. I'm not just saying this. It really is a very special group of people that just crossed 26,000. It's amazing. And we're all over the world. We're all over the world. So. Anywho, I love you guys. And uh, I'll catch you in episode 9. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Stay safe out there. Peace out. Saucy fam.